Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Chris Odegaard, who is the prolific investor. He is also an alternative investment blogger, educator, and author of Get Off Your Ass and Manage Your Money, Why You Need Alternative Investments. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just I just never know podcast by podcast whether you could say that whole title on the air or not. It just depends <laughs> on the host. So. Well... There will be an explicit tag next to the uh, okay, title okay, now, okay. but it'll be totally fine. I'll be like, yeah, right, explicit right. one word, but no big deal. Chris, we like to jump right into the show. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, well, I grew up in a kind of a family of employees, and that's kind of all I knew. So I did what employees do. They go out and get a get an education and get a job and work there for, for, you know, forever. And and hopefully that works for them and they get some benefits. And then um, in my mid forties, I had a illiquidity event. Mine was a divorce where I lost 55% of my assets and thousands of dollars a month mm-hmm. in cash flow. And that's what prompted me to uh, that and a book by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki prompted me to switch to alternative investments. And I was able to, in nine short years to come out of that, quit my corporate job and never work again. So that's how I got to be, you know, the prolific investor today. And and tr- I try to help people learn about the be- the better way to invest, which is through all real assets and things like that. So that's what I do today. Mostly I'm living off my, you know, passive income, but uh, for fun, I love, I love my girlfriend. I love road trips, whether that's in the red Z06 vet or on a motorcycle, we love to travel around the country. And lots of times it's associated with some type of an educational event, uh, meet new people and kind of network with like, like-minded people. And I'm really focused, uh, you know, as, as I get older, you know, on, on, on optimal health and, that's for me is through through weightlifting and aerobic exercises and really about getting the right amount of right quantity and quality of sleep which affects you know kind of everything in your life and i've always been a continual learner so i just love learning new stuff whether it's in kind of my field or right now i'm on a big declaration of independence and constitution kick you know looking at the founding documents and how that relates to that how that relates to all the laws they all started you know with those founding documents so it's pretty interesting stuff i love it and so when you are talking about alternative investments are you talking about specifically real estate do you also do like some crypto stuff is there other alternative investments because i know some people will do like um like buying boring businesses or stuff like that yeah yeah well i mean i uh my particular thing is real estate but if you you know in the world of investing there's conventional investments which is everything that's publicly traded on the stock market and pretty much everything that's not publicly traded is an alternative. That's every subclass of real estate, you know, commodities, private equity, small business, even cash value life insurance is a great alternative investment. I, I tend to focus on, you know, a real specific area of real estate after having tried, you know, everything, you know, notes and, uh, you know, tax liens and things like that. And so I've kind of just settled into, you know, a groove that worked for me, but the alternative space is very, is very big. Yeah, for sure. What's your niche? Uh, multifamily apartments. That's, that's really what I like. 
you are the second multifamily apartment guy that I talked to today on the podcast. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 really popular now, and partially because apartments fared very well through COVID. I mean, rent collection was high, occupancy was high, and so it really got a lot of attention, like by a lot of institutions as well. As wow, there's really something going on here. We should all kind of get involved in that. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty popular. But some yeah. of us were in it when it wasn't that popular. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So are you more focused on the syndication side of things? Do you buy smaller multifamily, like 20, 30 units? Yeah. Where are you at? I, I am uh, specifically on the on the syndication side as a limited partner. I don't I don't put together syndicators. I have a I have an overarching philosophy that I like to make as much money as possible with as little amount of my own effort. So I, when I can get, you know, 25% annual returns by giving my money to somebody else who's an expert in what they do, whether it be apartment buildings or self-storage, you find, I find those right people, give them my money, and then we share, we share in the profits and that it just works great for me. Mm. And so when you were in your corporate job, you were just putting money aside Get, getting at a 25% return in these syndications. And then, it well, was- yeah, <laughs> I was in, in the very end of my career after I'd, after I'd gone for the, through the divorce and, you know, then I had to find a different way. And that's when I, yeah, started, um, you know, taking as much money as I could and, and moving it over in that direction out of the stock market and new income coming in and borrowing money, everything I, you know, basically pulling every lever available to me to get money into these deals would grow it really fast. Chris, are you yes. telling me as a limited partner in a real estate syndication, you would borrow money and put it in the deal? Yes. Yeah. That is genius. Well, I'll even, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, think about this. I, and this is, you know, I don't even believe in, in, uh, I don't even, I don't believe in home ownership in terms of, oh, someday I want to own my house outright with a, uh, you know, with no, having it be debt free. Now we got to go back a few, we go back to norm. Well, we're still really in real, historically we're relative, we're in, still in relatively normal interest rate times, you know, people that haven't been around long enough think that sub 3% 30 year fixed mortgages is a normal. It's not, that was the aberration, you know, yeah. somewhere around four or five is probably historically accurate. But if I can make 25% annual returns in a limited partnership, why would I put extra money toward a mortgage that's fixed at three or four percent? A matter of fact, here's something I did. I did a uh, I did a cash out refi on my house and got as much money as I could and put it into syndication. And then I also converted my my mortgage to an interest only. I didn't want any of that principal going toward the house. I wanted it going into the into the limited partnership, you know? Yeah. Um, so as long as I have the cash flow, I'll take that, I'll take that fixed rate 30 year mortgage all day long. I don't care if I ever, you know, pay it off. Then, I mean, if you've, if you've got like a half a million dollars in equity sitting in a house, that is, that's just like putting that money under your mattress. There's really no difference. The house is growing, whether you have a 0% mortgage or 90% mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's the philosophy according to the prolific investor a lot there are a lot of people that wouldn't agree with that oh and i do have to say you know there is a psychological thing to owning your house outright and being debt free in that area and if that helps someone sleep at night and gives them a lot of peace of mind i wouldn't i can't argue with that at all but if you really want to maximize or if you were in a bad place like i was and you needed to get out then i was like okay let's let's you know, pull all the levers we can to, you know, make this happen. 
Yeah. So did you take out extra debt outside of refinancing your house or was it primarily refinancing your house? Uh, yeah, I, I refinanced and uh, I had personal lines of credit that I used. So, yeah. <laughs> you are such a baller. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to remember that. So the problem with debt is, you know, it cuts both ways, you know, you know, it, it magnifies your returns when times are good. And it magnifies them when times are bad. So you got to be very careful and you got to use the right kind of debt with the right asset. So it's not something to do willy nilly. I'm kind of flippantly talking about it, but it's, it's something you need to do very carefully. Yeah, for sure. Definitely check out good debt versus bad debt. But yeah. so I have a question. A lot of these syndications, they'll do 25% annualized returns, but a lot of the cash flow tends to be a six to 8% preferred. Maybe it gets up to 10. And so were, were you cash flowing enough from your syndication investment to pay off the debt of you no. most of my most of my real estate syndications are not kind of a cash flow model they're they're a balance sheet builder so you know basically i here's how i look at it i send my money out and it comes back with twice since as many friends in 36 to 48 months so mm -hmm. i'm doubling my money so if you take so if i if i borrowed money to do an investment Let's, let's say I borrowed $50,000 to put into a syndication or something like that. And my debt service was, you know, $250 a month. So my investment was really the interest carrying charges that I had to carry until that investment came back. Yeah. So most of the times I was not in a, in a cash flowing. And now sometimes I have, I've uh, been invested in ATM machines, which produce a ton of cash flow. And so those will, you know, you can, those will pay for, uh, you know, a, a debt all day long. But so, like I said, it just depends, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. So you said now you're living off um, mostly your passive income, but you do some blogging. Is there anything else that you do occupational wise? No, nope, no, nope, that's it's and and you know, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't call my blogging a big moneymaker. You know, it's just uh, it's, I write articles and do videos and try to help people understand this world of investing. I did write the book, um, which was really a lot of fun. That that was published last year. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm I'm completely uh you know living on passive income and and I you know uh, lots of times people say well Chris why don't you do that why don't you do this and I said you know that sounds like trading my time for money and I don't do that anymore <laughs> <you know? laughs> there is there is one exception to that and when you ask me about the future and dreams I'll I'll, I'll get into that so but there's one okay. area where where I make an exception. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, before we jump into your dreams and goals, let's hear a little bit more about your motivation. You're doing a lot to help people. You're jumping on podcasts, you're doing blogs, you wrote a whole book, all things you don't have to do. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Um, well, I've always been uh, kind of a, I heard someone say is, he was a self-improvement junkie and I've just, uh, I'm kind of like that. I'm just a lifelong learner. I just, it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. Like, like I said, I'm studying the constitution and declaration of independence. And, and, and so I always like learning. And, you know, if I can, uh, you know, why wouldn't it have been great when I was in my 20s if I had had a guy like me having lunch with me and he could have told me I could have had a personal mentor that could have, you know, shared some information with me, which I could have, you know, cut all kinds of corners and got to a place faster. So I just feel like if I can catch some young people and, and I, I, I like to call it the 401, 401k highway to mediocrity, if I could get somebody off the exit ramp to that terrible system or prevent them from getting on it you know, their life could be completely different. So uh, I'm, I just really like to share that knowledge and, and help people do things better and differently. I love it. So for somebody like myself, I'm 23. Yep. You got a young one right here. <laughs> you got a young guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love real estate. I love syndication. I'm more 
um, think about myself on the active side of it, the operator mm -hmm. side. Yep. Um, but it's because I didn't even like think about taking out debt as an LP and arbitraging the interest rate and the debt that way. Like literally, mm -hmm. literally didn't cross my mind. Like you right. need to get that out to more people. Chris. Right, right. Yeah. But um, would you, what would you say to somebody in my position where I'm strapped for cash flow? It's like, mm -hmm. honestly, like paycheck to paycheck right now. And right. I'm kind of in a 1099 situation. So paychecks yeah. aren't even consistent. What would you say to yeah. somebody in my position to build that? lifestyle that you have um are you are you contributing to any kind of one of these retirement type of vehicles or anything like a 401k or i hate 401k i can't do Good. it yeah, i yeah, can't yeah. do it well you know there's um so there's uh i, I wrote an article on, on this there's, there's kind of three different ways to get involved in real estate i call it the do-it-yourself method which would be the active thing you know you go out and you buy a single family rental and you manage it yourself and and then there's the uh, there's another way which is there, there, there are these uh, companies throughout the country, they're called uh, turnkey single family rental providers. So instead of you hiring the realtor, finding the house, you know, buying it, you know, uh, you know, putting renters in it and managing it, basically these turnkey uh, family providers work in different markets in the country and they're, they're experts at buying and managing. So you just go to them with your cash or with your bank loan. And there are places in the country where you can get a house for, you know, $150,000. So you're not, you're not looking at, you know, you're only looking at tens of thousands of dollars to get, you know, to get started and you buy their house and it's already under their property management company with a renter in it. We call it buying a loaded rental. Mm -hmm. And then the third way is the syndications, which I use where you just give somebody your money. And, and, and like anything could be syndicated, ATM machines or self-storage or multifamily. The problem with the syndications is a majority of them require you to be an accredited investor, which means you have to have a million dollars of net worth or $200,000, I believe it is, income of a single person, 300 as married, but not all of them. So, and there's a way to find out who those people are. And awesome. for, for $25,000 on the very low end, you could give your money to a syndicator. And what I do in my article is I say, okay, here's the three, you know, the direct, the turnkey and the syndicator, most amount of your time, least amount of your time. But guess which one makes the most money? The one over here on the most amount of your time. Yeah. So that's where, uh, you know, I would, uh, you know, I would, I would either be doing, and, and you know, you're you're at ten ninety nine. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, going the direct path, you just help, you just take it on a whole other job. You just got another small business called the single family rental rental over there. So I would urge you to go down, you know, one of these other two paths off here with the turnkey or the syndication, and you want to maybe, you know, unless you want that to be your full time job. You know, if you like this and you want to make this an investment, then you got to find a way to do it more hands off. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I like that advice a lot. I am of the opinion I really want to run a syndication business. I want to okay. operate and own. It's one of my it's one of my dreams and goals. I love real estate so much. And I love like the scale with multifamily. Mm -hmm. Like you can buy a 50 million dollar property. And then it's like, especially if you find a good deal mm -hmm. and you can get the investors the return where you refinance them out and then you can get a majority of that equity back at the end of the deal, the five-year, 10-year term or whatever it yeah. is. Oh my gosh, that's just yeah. like, yeah. I just love that. So Well, there, there, there's an organization that puts on a class every year 
and it's called the secrets to successful syndication. So that's where you should go twice <laughs> a year. We could talk about where that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's actually one of my goals is to join um, one of those mastermind communities this year. Like I want to do it mm -hmm. this year before right. 2023 is over. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the Brad Sumrock group. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I know Brad. Well, I don't know him personally. I know Brad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I talked to one. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on. I'll move. Let's go on to your <laughs> dreams and goals, Chris. <laughs> so we got your motivation, self-improvement junkie. You just love helping people kind of move their life along. Tell us about your dreams and goals, vision for your life. I guess your investments, since you don't have a business, you're really hands off. <laughs> well, I have kind of, a, there is a, you know, um, well, in 20, so this is 2020, what would it be 2022, right? So 2021, I moved from Seattle, South Carolina. That was kind of a big deal. And, and I, and I started and published my, the book that you mentioned last year. And so here I am. And I, and I made a conscious decision that in 2022, I wasn't going to take on some new giant project. You know, I was just going to kind of just take it a little bit easy. And I find myself at the end of the year and I'm getting kind of restless. I had kind of forgotten that I had made the decision that I wasn't, you know, I thought I first thought, well, I'm going to put the book out in the audible version this year. And I said, you know, I just need to, I just need to take a year and just not just be so darn busy, you know? And so, so I've taken the, uh, not taken the year off, but I didn't take on any major new things. And I'm finding myself a little restless and I have been for a couple months and the one, you know, so I'm doing the writing and I wrote the book and the blog articles in the video and the thing that, that uh, I've actually kind of trying to manifest it because I've added it to my business card. I've added it to my, uh, to my intros and it's, it's the word speaker now is attached to my, you know, author, educator, blogger, speaker. So I would love to be out, uh, you know, really in person or, you know, virtually as part of uh, some of these training events talking about uh, alternative investments. So that's kind of my next, my next thrust. Mm, I love that. So doing speaking engagements at alternative investments, like conferences? Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of a tricky thing because, you know, the people that are at the alternative invest, you know, if you're at Brad Sumrock's, you know, event, or you're at a real estate guy saying you, you already, it's really, it's a level below that. These are the people that, that are still stuck in the 401ks and in the stock market, and they don't even know this other world is out there. So where, you know, that's the audience I would like to get, and then we can pull them over you know, they can go to the Brad Sumrock thing with you. <laughs> yeah. Conferences for like budgeting or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we got to get the Dave Ramsey and Susie yeah. Orman crowd. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I was like. I was like, if Dave Ramsey hosted a conference, that's where you would need to be. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have me though. Cause I'd be talking about leveraging your house to buy real estate. Yeah. That know? would be totally against his brand. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I wonder what type of conferences would be good. Like, I don't know of those. I'm glad I don't know of those types of conferences, yeah, yeah. first off. Yeah. But I don't know of them. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you should run one. Should run <laughs> a conference. Yeah, maybe. There we go. So you got speaking engagements at conferences with your target audience. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about? That's that's pretty much it. Um, um, well, there's kind of there's kind of one that I'm working on right now. I shouldn't even say this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that one. <laughs> Oh, you gotta say it now. Say it now. <laughs> so, so I turned, uh, so I turned sixty in July this year, and and I really started. Uh, I had shoulder surgery back in January, and so I lost all this muscle mass. I've got all the, I've got all the, 
you know, the flexibility and everything back in my shoulder. So it's really, I've never been motivated my whole life as much as I am to be at the gym working out. And I told my girlfriend, I said, between 60 and 61, I want to be qualified to be an underwear model. Not that I, not that I could, not that I want to go be one, but I want to have the the right equipment that, you know, I could show up and, you know, and audition, you know, so, that's, I love so that. I'm working on that. <laughs> I love that. Be qualified to be an underwear model. <laughs> That's amazing, Chris. I will say I thought of something for the conferences. Maybe it's not a conference, but like, do you think corporate retreats would have you come speak? Yeah, you know, that would be the that would that would be, you know, that most of those people are just doing the 401k. So I could see. Yeah, um, I'm right. I'm writing it down. Yeah. And and this is kind of this is what I need to do, you know, start doing in January is, you know, where are these where are these people? And, you know, there are organizations out and I see them on Instagram all the time. I don't know what, you know, I, I you know, be a speaker, get trained, you do let, let, can, let us get you speaking engagements, you know, and the problem is there's a lot of people that will take your money and you got to figure out who can actually deliver the results. You know, I'm, I'm more than willing to, you know, to get help where I need it and you know, I've never done this. So obviously I need some help. So I need to, I need to build a resource list and just start checking out these different organizations and see, you know, you know, which ones could help me, you know, effectively and, and economically, I should say. Yeah. yeah I've seen like Grant Cardone speaking ads. He's trying to train Grant Cardone does like 50 million things. I swear. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> but exactly. uh, yeah, getting a coach or something that is definitely, is definitely good, but I think you got a good head on your shoulders, so you'll be able to figure it out. Well, and, you know, and the nice thing is, is, uh, um, you know, sure, you're, you know, it's, it's always nice to make more money, but it's not, you know, uh, that's not the main motivation. So I, I don't have to be in any hurry. I can take my time and uh, just, you know, as long as I'm making progress, I always feel good, you know, when I'm moving forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Have you ever thought about, uh, do you have a podcast? You're just a blogger, right? No. Podcast. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I don't have a podcast. Have you ever thought about starting one? Yeah, I was, I've been encouraged to do that, but that's like a, that's like a job, man. I'm just like, you know, it is, it is, that, that, you know, I want, it's, you know, okay. My, you know, my schedule, even as, even as a guest, I was doing so many, so many podcasts. It was like, I was like, gosh, my whole, my, every month I can't go anywhere. You know, I mean, obviously I could be a guest on the podcast from anywhere, but it, it's all better where I'm here and I've got the lighting and the sound and everything set up nice. And, and so I, I started just doing them in the first week of the month. So I've got three weeks out of every month where I could be off doing whatever I want. Yeah. And I just think a, a, a podcast would be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of work. It would be. Maybe you go once every two weeks, you know, you got to yeah. do 26 interviews a year or you just do a solo podcast where you're just yeah. educating people. But it is work for sure. Yeah, and yeah. you don't need that <laughs> in your life. So <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Well, Chris, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop to get more speaking engagements at these conferences in front of these people or become an underwear model? Yeah, we'll go with the uh, we'll go with the speaking. Uh, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a terrible I'm a terrible marketer. Mm. You know, so I really need some help on on you know marketing and packaging and and it's almost like I need yeah it's, I'm, I I almost need a turnkey solution. I feel like I've got the um, I feel like I've got the content. I mean, I've been writing these articles and generating you know stuff for you know four years now, and uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and uh, find out, I mean, you can apply to be on a Ted talk or a TEDx talk. Yeah. I'm going to go, go start, you know, perusing that and see, okay, what are the, what, you know, 
what are they looking for? Yeah, I just need to get started and just start putting my name out there and saying, hey, you know, I could do this. I could I could come talk. And so, you know, actually looking at what they're looking for in a TED talk and making the the presentation and being in a position where I'm ready to give it, you know, at a moment's notice is is yeah. one of the things. I got you. I got you. Marketing. Do you post on like social media and stuff or do you just blog on your website? Yeah, no, I'm I'm on all the platforms. Uh, so yeah, I do that. Any, anytime I, uh, you know, put out an article, it goes out everywhere. Sometimes I'll do a video as well. I do some of these little uh, doodly videos, you know, that are like, you know, five minutes long and uh, I'm working on one of those. So yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Yeah. I guess the, like, in my head, marketing has always been to sell something. And yes. so when you're not selling something, it's like hard to really dump a lot of money into marketing. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, right. you're not necessarily going to get that return. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, the you know, it's like the the the, uh, the thing that I don't, ha- you know, and, and the book is a, is a, is a, a th- thing, but that's not, it takes a lot of sales of books to, to, to make that, you know, any kind of an income. So, uh, you know, the thing that I don't really have, and, and I didn't, and I didn't start this whole thing, you know, to make money, but the thing that I don't really have is, is the thing that I'm selling. But the speaking thing is the thing that I think, that I need to be working on, you know, think I, cause I think it's backwards, you know, so I go out and do uh, a speaking event and I sell 500 books, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I make, uh, you know, a thousand or $5,000 at a speaking event and, and I sell a whole bunch of books. Uh, so I think that's really, and I would really just get such a kick out of that. I think you know, a lot of us have been on the receiving end of some type of presentation where it was the right person at the right time. And you heard the thing for the 15th time, but on that day, the light bulb went off. I've been there and I would love to be on the giving end of that, you know, that yeah. whole scenario. So for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's key. That's key. I think Gary V talked a little bit about that. Like I say the same thing in every video. Like I, I talk about six things because mm-hmm. I know that somebody needs to hear it in that two seconds that right. they're watching that video two years later when I'm saying it again. So yes, right. You just never know, you know, it's a repetition is key. It really yeah. is. You, you know, think- there's a whole saying that the, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the, the teacher will arrive when the student is ready, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think with this, you'll ever get to the point where you want to sell something other than your books to make it a sustainable thing so you can reach more people? Or do you think you just kind of want to keep it to the organic growth? Um, I've, uh, the other thing that I think of is, uh, you know, so, some people would like to read the book. Some people would rather have by, a, a, you know, uh, a, a series of training videos that basically walk through much of the same information that's in the book with graphics and me doing that. So that's something I've thought about doing, but then, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, it, it takes time and energy to put all that stuff together. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I feel that. I'm just thinking because there's this girl, Cody Sanchez, on Instagram. I think she has like 300,000 followers or something like yeah. that. But um, she runs a newsletter that is $1,500 a year. Mm-hmm. And I think she sends it out like once a week, maybe. And mm-hmm. that newsletter, like it's a newsletter and kind of like a mastermind community. Yeah, and right. People would eat that up with your yeah. product. It would be a yeah. lot of work, which I know is not something <laughs> you're really doing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so you know the the that, that it's it's really about you know what what is it what's the thing that I want to do to yeah. you know trade my time for money and the speaking thing would be one of them. Um, you know, if if I could get some traction in some area, 
you know, uh, like that, then I would, then I would definitely uh, put some time and effort into, you know, creating, you know, a training course that, you know, people could get online and at a self-paced kind of thing. I got you. I got you. There we go. There we go. Maybe there's a turnkey solution out there for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe. Well, awesome. What are the highest impact daily actions that you can be taking right now to take the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Well, first of all, I have to get started. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to get started. And, uh, and, um, and, and that involves, I like to call it building a resource list. And those are resources of companies and people, you know, who can I talk to? I mean, you know, we're all, we're only, only a couple steps away from somebody who's already doing this. And so I just need to start that, that huge networking event to, you know, find the organizations and people that can kind of help, you know, guide me or give me some pointers along the way. So that's, and yeah, that's, we're kind of getting to the end of the year. So this will be a, this will be a January thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What? But I, but I did, I did start, I put it on my website. I put it on my business card. So I've, it actually on my website, it says, Hey, book Chris to Chris to speak at your next event. So it's, it's out there. Yeah, no, Chris, I think, I think you're well on your way. And honestly, I have no doubt that um, you're going to be as big as you want to in the time you want to, like, you just don't seem like a guy that's not going to hit the mark. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. What character trait do you most need to develop right now? to make your dream life come true character trait hmm. that's a good question i'm not sure i mean if any you, you may have impeccable character oh well <laughs> character <laughs> trait I, you know i don't know how to i don't know how to answer that character trait yeah when i thought oh. of this question i I, would, I thought of things like patience discipline focus consistency yeah, accountability yeah. do any of those like ring a bell for you of like maybe this or maybe something ancillary to those things i i would say um consistency so i've i've got i and, and i you know and i'm i'm just sitting here because you know i'm going well it's just because i haven't started yet and i've been thinking about this and and i did decide to kind of take this year off so i don't really have too much of a doubt that once i get started you know it's just a matter of 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 you know daily forward action and uh, and I and you know success builds upon success. So once I kind of start that, I think that'll 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 work. But I think it's the I think the discernment piece of all the of all the people out there. Let, let, you called it like a turnkey speaking provider. The the ability to be able to sort through all those people and find the real one that's going to deliver the results. I think that's going to be kind of the hard the hard part because it's. They're just everywhere. You know, everybody's got something to sell and, you know, you can spend a whole lot of money and, and not get anything in return. So that, I think that's going to be uh, challenging. Mm. Man, that is a, I don't know exactly how that business would work, but that's a great business idea for somebody if it's not out there, like filtering mm -hmm. through all the online gurus and coaches, because so <laughs> many people are scared of getting scammed. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, you know, and I've, I've spent, you know, more money that you know i can't think of any you know i've had coaches and taken courses and everything and and i learned they were all valuable and i and i learned something out of them but none of them actually got me to the point that i was trying to go to in a lot of cases i i, I got involved with this and i went you know what i actually don't like this type of investment so yeah. i learned what i didn't want to do you know um <laughs> but but none i i've never uh i've never um you know, bought a training program or coaching thing where I, where I regretted it. It was a scam. 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, have had some investments kind of go that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm a, little, I'm a little cautious, I guess. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step, who would that person be and how would they do it? Well, I think it would be, I think it would be two people. It would be the marketing person and the person that's already a speaker out there doing it. You know, I, a lot of times in conversations like this, the, 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 the question is, Hey, who are your mentors growing up? And they'll, and the, the, the person will say, Oh, well, I had this guy take me under my wing when I was 20 and, you know, or whatever, you know, I never had those. I never had those guys. I had, and this will, this will date me. I had the guys on cassette tapes like Jim Rohn and Earl Nightingale, yep. you know, and Zig Ziglar. Those were, those were my mentors, you know, and they weren't in person, but um, you know, I would love to, I just need to find a couple of those people to kind of help me down this path. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? I don't. You should check him out. He's like a marketing. He's not a guru because he's not selling you anything. He just, he's a 32 year old guy is worth a hundred million dollars right now because he's so good at marketing and selling and yeah. his wife is good at everything else business. So there's yeah. power to it. Well, how do you spell the last name? Uh, Hormozzi is H-O-R-M-O-Z-I. Yeah. Okay. Almost had it. Cool. Yeah, I'll check them out. Yeah. Their whole company is, it's like acquisition.com. It's like documenting the best practices for building world-class businesses or something like that. I think they yeah. are making real business education something. Yeah. They like giving out good info. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it comes down to for free. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <a> good price. <laughs> it is. Great price. Uh, so now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Okay. First question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. You, oh, you just won one out of the three. One out of the three. Yeah. And my only favorite one mo- in one category. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. My favorite My favorite movie is Australia uh, with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's got the, you know, it's got the good guy. It's got the bad guy. It's got the love story. It's set in World War II. And it's just, it's just a, just a fantastic movie. Yeah. Australia. There you go. Yeah. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I am, I am, uh, I have a new thing here. This is an aura ring. And I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not advertising aura, O-U-R-A, but it's a, it's a ring. It's kind of, it's kind of like a Fitbit on steroids. This gives you so much biofeedback. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a sleep lab on your finger. Every day I get a score, a readiness score on a scale of zero to 100. That's how, how, um, how ready am I for the physical and mental stresses of the day? And a lot of that's driven by a sleep score. It also gives you a sleep score because it knows you know, out of the nine hours you were laying down, you slept for eight. That means your efficiency was this X amount of percentage was REM sleep, light sleep and deep sleep. And it's just a fantastic tool. And it says, hey, man, you are you are super ready to take on the day. What are you going to do? You know, or you should probably take it easy because, you know, your your heart rate was elevated last night. For some reason, you maybe you've got a cold coming on or something like that. So it's a this is my cool new, you know, turn myself into like the six million dollar man. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I might have to get me an aura ring. I didn't know it had that much biofeedback. It is. It is really quite impressive. So, and the nice thing is, is I, I'm a watch guy, so I like to wear, you know, mechanical watches. So I can't wear an Apple Watch every day or a Fitbit. So I can, I can have my watch and my aura. And this thing is just so, you know, you don't even know it's there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this might be a little redundant, but what is one action step you can take right now to continue to get to your highest priority dream? Actually, no, not the highest priority dream to meet. (laughs) It won't be redundant 
to meet that marketing person or a person who is already a speaker out there doing it. Yeah. I, you know, I need to sit down and write some things down. I need to write down some action steps and just hear what are the things that I need to do? You know, where could I find these types of people? So I need to put together kind of a, you know, write down a little plan. Get that clarity. Yep. There we go. Awesome. This is our final series of questions. So these can get a little bit personal. So if you want to pass on any of them, just be like, I want to pass. And I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> After the underwear model, I mean, is it, is it going to get any more personal than that? <laughs> awesome. Well, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? Limiting belief. I think it's just general, just general doubts about, you know, capabilities and, you know, and can I do things? I think we all have those from, from time to time. So I think there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of doubt in there. Yeah, I got you. Um, I was talking to somebody and they were like, have you ever read the book, The Big Leap? No. Mm, great book. Okay. I think it's by Gay Hendricks. He describes the upper limit problem. And the upper limit problem talks about the fact that we have a uh, temperature of success that we live in within our yep. life. And if we get, we like self, we see self-sabotage yep. when our success rises above that temperature. And then you see great execution when your success goes below that temperature, because you yep. want to get yep. back to the temperature you're comfortable with. Yep. And so uh, that, that that takes me back to your question. The, the, that is, I would say the, my problem is not having big enough goals and not having big enough dreams and that kind of is right in line with that i've probably got a thermostat that's you know set to 72 like everybody else's and and that's where i kind of you know get in yeah i gotcha uh where do you think that comes from the not dreaming big enough not thinking big enough uh, that's a good question i just i i don't know because you know i've i've listened to and read so many things it's all about goals and i've never i've never been this big giant you know goal driven guy i've been a progress guy and you know small steps steps toward this thing and then and then and then it's the next thing and the next thing but i guess i never go out there and say this is this giant thing and maybe it's fear of failure uh you know i, I don't know but it uh just kind of always been that way gotcha is there even a desire to do things with like a lot of grandeur that maybe you neglect or is there the desire just not there at all like when you think about impacting a billion people with alternative investments are you like that excites me are you like nah <laughs> yeah i guess i don't have the grandeur thing going on you know and you know and, I, and I, I guess i'm a pretty simple guy my you know my needs aren't really that uh you know i don't i don't need to be i i, I don't feel I, I don't need to be i don't want i don't need to have a private jet you know yeah. or things like that so i'm not really motivated uh you know to those uh extremes of of of, of you know wealth I got you. I got you. Totally. Totally understand. Do you have any actions that reinforce this kind of not thinking big enough and the general doubts? Like you have these beliefs, the beliefs generate thoughts, the thoughts generate the feelings, and then you act based on all of that. Yeah. So this this is going to sound co contrary to what I, I said. But I said this to my girlfriend. I have this ridiculous amount of self-confidence, right? <laughs> just <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why, but I just do. I just have this, you know, I, on, on one hand, I have these doubts. On the other hand, I feel like I could do just about anything, you know, <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, it's so funny. Alex Ormosi, he talks about the trait one of like successful people have three core things 
they have like a deep crippling insecurity mm-hmm. that they're not good enough, that fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Then they have a extreme self-confidence that they can do anything. And holding those two things don't make sense at all, but they have it. Somehow somehow they exist in the same universe, right? Yeah. And I think the third thing was like focused perseverance. Like they can pick yeah. one thing and like are impulse control. They're not jumping from thing to thing. Shiny object syndrome doesn't get them. They kind of focus and build like you talked about the progress, the small yeah. progress, small yeah. steps. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't know if this question will be relevant to you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you were to change your limiting beliefs, the kind of just general doubts, not thinking big enough, into an abundant phrase that spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? <laughs> you should have given me these in advance. This <laughs> phrase. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, I, I there is something that, uh, and it comes from a song, and it it, it really... It really kind of relates more uh, to the physical aspect, but I think you can, can take it both ways. And it's something I thought about, you know, putting on my wall. And I don't know if you've known the Bob Seger song, Like a Rock, when he talks about standing arrows straight. And he's talking about in his younger days, and it was everything was like a rock and confident and fit and, you know, clear in his vision. So maybe that's it. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm not familiar with that song, but is it the, well, the essence of it? Everything's like a rock. Is that the part that speaks to your heart or is straight as an arrow? Well, he, he's hearkening back to a time, you know, when he was younger, you know, his, his eyes were clear and bright, his vision, you know, and everything, he was just firing on all, on all eight cylinders. And so, um, and, you know, <laughs> you know, even though I'm 60, you know, I'm working really hard at being, you know, uh, the best that I can be physically and mentally. And I think that that song and yeah, you should, you should listen to that song. It's good. The lyrics are great. <laughs> gotcha. 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 You said it was by Bob, Bob Seeger, like a rock. There we go. Like a rock. Awesome. Well, cool. We got one last question for you. And I want to frame this next question. So Alex Hormozzi, I know I've talked about the man a lot. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Evidently, you're a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to check him out. <laughs> he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help mm-hmm. is about seeking first to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. Mm-hmm. This question is going to be about help, not manipulation. Mm-hmm. So there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Leica, who was a guest on the show, that you can make it drink. Mm-hmm. You just have to salt its oats. Now. Salt its oats. Okay. Yep. Salt the oats. Is that kind of like putting beer, at the, or putting peanuts at the bar, right? <laughs> so you drink. Yeah. Yeah. It is like putting peanuts at the bar. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help not willing to accept change, but they also hate their life, not content with where they're at. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? Hmm. Um, I think one way is to paint a picture of how life could be if they changed. Um, 
I think it was Jim Rohn that said, wait a minute, you're telling me I could walk down any city street unafraid. I will take the karate lesson. So when somebody painted the picture of you could be this guy and never have to physically be afraid, if you could paint a picture, um, I think another saying I heard is if there's, uh, if there's, if there's, uh, when there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. So when you can paint that picture of the future life for somebody, that's going to translate itself into, okay, if that's where I could end up, now I can see why I should do X, Y, and Z today. Mm. There we go. I love it. Well, Chris, that's all we it's got. Not, that's you. the only question I had a halfway decent answer for. <laughs> <laughs> No, you answered them all great. You answered them all great. <laughs> and that is all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, No, I don't think so. I appreciate you having me on. It's been great fun. Of course. Yeah, sounds good. Loved having you on. Thank you for coming on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Chris had to say, make sure to pick up his book, check out his blog, buy a copy, review it, buy a copy for a friend, send it to five <laughs> friends that need to learn about go. alternative yeah. investments. And if you happen to know any conferences where Chris can speak, yeah. Or any marketing people, right? Send them his way. Oh, and I, I should probably mention the website where they can see all that stuff. It's theprolificinvestor.net. The link to the book, the articles, everything, and that's how you can get a hold of me. <laughs> there we go. That will be down in the show notes as well as all of Chris's social media. So yeah, check him out. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.